Oh, I love it. I choose to go live when someone's ducking down. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I never tell anyone anything, uh, but welcome. <laughs> We're live. Uh, I uh, have a full house, although there's a lot of things going on. Uh, where's Akash was supposed to be here? Uh, I don't know where he went. But Akash? That's okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Did I not tell I you that? I have no idea. No, you yeah, didn't tell no. me Akash is coming. It, oh, that's man. good because I think we're learning that I never tell my co-hosts anything. Um, I did tell them what the show topic was, though. Did uh, you? So that's exciting. I don't know that. Okay, that's your fault because that I said be the, fault. that's your fault because What's I sent you the show sheet. In, oh, there you are. I, I sent you the show yeah. sheet in the uh, chat for the like the big Twitter chat for the show. I sent you the show sheet. So that is not my fault. Okay, it, it is there. Okay. <laughs> um, so you, you could have known that. Oh, <laughs> we miss, miss you, Ryan. You too, Ryan. Ryan. We miss you too. I miss the blue room. I miss your unmade bed. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. Damn, oh, that's a, definitely my favorite. This is such a loaded show. I have to go in a few minutes, and I'm gonna be. It's gonna be hard to tear myself away from this. This is a. I know. A group. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm here. Oh, and everyone else. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh no! Yeah, I will say the show that I was mostly not on last week was our best viewed show in a while. So maybe the people are saying <laughs> they don't want me. I don't know. I might have to retire. I might have to retire. We'll have to see. We'll have yeah. to see. Uh, but so no, I, they had I, to uh, they had to get their their last fix of Ryan in, you know. Yeah, well, uh, I think also I watched the first twenty seven minutes back of the show, and I think you and Ryan combined for less than a minute of talking. <laughs> it was just me screaming about how Brandon Staley was a failure. It went on for over seven minutes. <laughs> seven, seven minutes about Brandon Staley. <laughs> And oh, how man. much of a failure he was. Um, someone tried to comment something in the private chat that I can't see. Oh, hush that's me. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I we you know, you didn't have to say it out loud. I just want to let you know that I found the show sheet. So oh, I no, no. I, I absolutely wanted to say it out loud. <laughs> okay, I wanted cool. everyone to know I that found you found the show it. sheet. I searched through the Twitter thing because you posted it last week in the chat. Well, that's me. That. I was getting ahead of it. I posted yes, the show sheet early so it. everybody could make their contributions so people oh, could put shoot. on there what they wanted to talk about. Yeah. Because otherwise, then I have to make everything up, and that's bad. I want everyone to have a chance to have their own things to come in so we can have segments. Right, mm -hmm. I like that because that's not all about me. I don't like. I get tired, you know. We we learned on the last show. I have like twenty five to thirty good minutes of me talking. I used it all in the last, and then left last time. But I felt really good. But I don't. I don't have two hours of show in me, so that's why we have other people. Um, okay, I'm trying to move the one one in a deep rebuild. Now that's interesting. There's been a lot of discussion about this, hasn't there? I feel like there's been yeah. a lot of discussion about people who have the 101 are in deep rebuilds, and now Bijan Robinson is coming onto their team, but you know he's not. I mean, it's running back. So if your team is really bad, he's not going to maybe be the asset you'd want. So 101, Lance. I guess this is super flex, but 101. Otherwise, yeah, Lance doesn't matter. So. I mean, Lance doesn't really matter that much anyway. But it's a bad 101, trade. Lance, and 210 for 102, 104. 204 and a 24 first. Uh, okay. What uh, side would you take here? I, there's so many of you. Uh, so uh, whoever I, wants to answer it first, go ahead. I, 
Oh man, so I think I want. I still want the. Uh, I think I still want the one on one side on this trade. I, I feel like I feel like the one on one Lance and two ten is a bit too much for this. Honestly. Yeah, I think I think you can get more back. I think you can because it's the one on one. Yeah, like it's Bijan Robinson. Pretty good. I mean, essentially, it's, it's this trade is like. The other guy just adds a 24 first, and then he's getting Lance in the 1.01, I feel like, a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it's you a little bit. It down. Yeah. I, I think it's a little uh, – I think you can get more. That's yeah. – I agree. Yeah, I think Lance right now is about a um, – like around like a late first. Yeah. So – Yeah, 12 teams super yeah. flex. I think it's yep. an all right trade. Just like the 102 and 104 – and a 24 first is attractive. Um, I got like 24 first above Lance. Uh, so it is sort of enticing. I don't know. Maybe you could get a little bit more, but. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay it is like, it is like you, get, you end up getting, it's like, if you want Young, you hit him. If you want Gibbs, uh, yeah. like, you, if you really want a wide receiver at four, then. Yeah, and then twenty four first is also great. Like that's a fine trade. I'm okay with that. I also feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm so hidden in the corner right now. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree with Akash. It is like it is enticing. It is okay. But for the one on one, if I'm moving away the one on one, I want to be excited to do it. Yeah, because yeah, I'm I mean, yeah. moving away Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I have to be excited to do that. I think give me like give me like another twenty four. Like draft cap, maybe twenty four second added on there, and I'd be much more ago. That yeah, there's there's yeah. some context that that matters here, right? Like, is that twenty four first likely to be kind of early, in the middle of the back, right? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. The, yeah. Also, the timing on this is curious too, right? Like, if you're if you're if you're trading the one hundred and one in eight weeks, you're almost certainly going to get more than this, right? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad trade. Yeah. It's just there's an you're opportunity. Get more than that. Consider. I mean, I, I think don't know you if, you're I mean, if he lands in a dream spot. If Bijan lands in a dream spot, we have I mean, more security. He's officially the one-on-one running backs of one running backs. Yeah. I mean, dynasty, if you look at like, it this way, could the get 204 more. is obviously better than the 210. I'd rather have a 24 first over Trey Lance. So you're saying that there's ever going to be a point where you're going to get more than the 102 and the 104 for the 101? I mean, probably not. That's a right? great trade. Getting two you're not going to get more than that. You's not going to get more than that. So that, that's trade. that's ridiculous. Like in any other right. year, that would be a ridiculous, you know, laughable offer. Like 102 and 104 is always, almost in any year is worth more than one. Maybe not last year, although it ended yeah. up being that way. And we all have a, we all have Bijan like a, a full tier above. Like we have tier breaks. If we're drafting startups, yeah, absolutely. If, we, if we're drafting startups, Bijan goes mid late late first early second of a super flex startup and then the one the 102 doesn't go to like the third round and we'd still all be like mm. give me the uh, i don't know the- about that but e- either way uh to me yeah, mid, mid second late second or, or third, yeah late, late seen, like, mid to late second go. late late second probably for for bryce young for me who would be 102 in super flex startup for me yeah but that's fine but yeah fine. it's a tear break for sure yeah Bijan right now i would have it 11. Over. Yeah, and if you can Bryce get Young, you, like you're saying, like two mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, you yeah, put you so put um right. you put Trey Lance lower than 24 first. So we're already saying well, Trey like, Lance towards the, the towards you know the we don't want side, right. It, and then you're saying you're trading an early second in a startup for a late second or an early third and probably a late third, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I would take the the 102 side if it were up to me, but that's also because 
you're getting rid of failure. Right. Yeah, you're well, we can't have that. Yeah, we can't have that. We can't have failure. I'll dip. Well, it's not good. Trey Lance, but we can. I have great news about Trey Lance. He has started fewer games in the last three years than Brock Purdy has won this year. So that's not good. That's not good. That that's gonna it's gonna take a long time. And I don't want to wait a long time. I don't want to hear about a long time. I don't want to hear about an excuse. If he were really that good, he would have started in 2021. He would have. If he were that good, he would have started over Jimmy Garoppolo. If he were that great, but he's not that great. And then this year he comes in during training camp. Doesn't look good. He, he didn't he wasn't so good. Then, you know, of course, they brought back in Jimmy Garoppolo. Why? Because they had to, because they didn't no, really believe him. in they didn't believe in Trey Lance. They they didn't no, believe in him. So Jimmy. They got that agreement done with Jimmy Garoppolo. And aren't they thankful they did? Because Jimmy Garoppolo came back in and gave Brock Purdy time well. to develop as the backup. Jimmy Garoppolo played well. And then Brock Purdy had time. He got practice reps. And then he came in and he was also good. So, you know, it seems like everything they did kind of worked out. They've, they haven't lost since they traded for 11-0 and 0 since trading for CMC. That one looks pretty good. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. And he didn't want Trey Lance. He didn't want. He, we know he didn't want Trey Lance. He didn't. Trey Lance doesn't fit in the. Kyle he wanted. He wanted that Mac sauce. He wanted Mac Jones. And what is Brock? You know, if you look at Brock Purdy, what does he kind of look like? Very much so. Actually, very similar. Why don't you put the picture side to side? They look very similar. And very play, he looks like. No, Hutch. but it is. It is similar. Usually, his play like styles Hutch. are similar too. What? Gosh, did you just say he looks like Hutch? Yeah. I see where we're Brock at. Brock or Mac Jones? Uh Brock. Brock. A Brock little. looks a little Brock looks like um like Jim Harbaugh was visiting the 49ers on his day off and he brought his nephew, John Harbaugh's son, <laughs> on a take take him into work day. And he just ended up on the practice field throwing the football around. He does that look a little him. bit like Hutch though. A little. I see really? the facial resemblance. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, between up. you and Brock Purdy. We might have to do a split screen. Yeah, hold Gosh, up. They're trying to tell you you look Purdy, bro. <laughs> Purdy. Uh, I see. I see. I see what this is. I'm literally just looking up a picture of Brock Purdy right now just to look at it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think that Andy's Trey Lance situation, whatsoever. I just had to just totally disagree with you, Tyler, because it's not well, real, You can like, disagree. Right, exactly. And like I guess we'll have to see because I'll never change your mind yeah. about anything. I mean, well, I, no, uh, the, the thing is that I think that we make this mistake too often and we're make and people are making it again. I ho- I heard it on the uh whatever you know, the wake up the Ragey podcast, whatever you want to call it. I think it's called Wake Up. And he yeah. said the same thing that I said, which is that us as fantasy football people get stuck in fantasy football world. Of course we want Trey Lance to start because Trey Lance runs the ball. And that helps us for fantasy football. But Trey Lance, and I think I've learned this lesson. If I could go back and redo my take on the 2021 rookie class, I would never, I would have been so out on Trey Lance. I think this is a huge mistake wow. that was made. Everything, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for him. No, but he wasn't good at all. He wasn't good wow. at all. He showed nothing. Not, it wasn't so good at a lower level of competition. And then he didn't play at he all. He was good in, in college. Like that, well, no, were, he wasn't, he wasn't like, that good. He threw no interceptions the only year starting. Like, I, I understand that. But that was at a lower level of competition. And I think that people should have been, I'm not saying that they should have said he was 
bad, but he sh they should have been more skeptical. I should have been more skeptical. I should have been more skeptical because the reason that people were promoting Trey Lance was because he was going to be a fantasy football savior. Well, I mean, you can't I really say that because the NFL in the NFL, he he got literally traded up for. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I a lot of signals. Part of it, Tyler, is like it's, it's a lot of mistake. Before. They made a mistake is, too, but it's a different mistake for sure. I I was never big on Trey Lance to be completely honest, but I know that with him came the idea that he's raw, he's got the tools, and we need to give him time. So he wasn't one of those guys that was polished enough to just go in and start running the office and be amazing. But I do think that at an NFL level as well, not just fantasy, I mean, there was a lot of hype from the tape, from his statistics that would have suggested that he, given enough time and you know grooming to be the, the franchise guy, could be successful. And I think there are still could teams be. that are going to look at that. Yeah, could absolutely. Be. I mean, that's the thing. He was valued as a late first round startup pick. He shouldn't have been. That was a horrific I mean, yeah. mistake. But that that shouldn't that shouldn't guide your analysis right oh, now. Oh, it absolutely should. About him. Oh, it absolutely should. It was a Why? huge mistake. Well, well that shouldn't mistake. guide your analysis on him when he's what a sixth or seventh round startup pick. Like when you're looking at him, you're saying, "Well, that's okay, oh, well, I'm fine like, with like, that." Let's though. go to the timeline. He went. He was in college. He was a good passer in college, right? And then you evaluate him, and you say, "Okay, this is what at I think." At a lower and level, the NFL, right? And then you say you can have that concern, but the NFL drafted him third overall. And yeah. that's fantastic signal. Like, obviously, it doesn't always work out, but you say, okay, I'm going to take my shot based on this draft capital and the rushing ability and all that. And then you understand that he's not going to start in year one, and everyone understood that. But then they throw their full weight behind him in year two. He gets hurt. All that happens. Like, there's a very simple, like, Occam's razor here where you're saying, okay, he got drafted highly. He didn't start in year one. That's okay. He's going to start in year two. Then he got hurt. It's like, okay, you can, you can have a lower opinion of him now than you did a year ago. But there's nothing to say that these are – like excuses excuses when a guy plays and doesn't play well this is just what's happened and where we it doesn't go matter here. it doesn't matter because like, the reality is like, that you're it's... just mad because he hasn't worked out and like you no, i'm not mad not, not i, I mad. mean you're i'm not like, mad it's just you, that you just, like don't like when guys don't do anything well like, no it, it's his fault <laughs> i mean he if he were that great he would have played in 2021 if he but were he's that, not great, that great he's not that so well then he's not that great so but I think but that's that the great. Potential. Like we're not saying that he, like, he was supposed to be good. Was from misvalued from the beginning. He was misvalued from the beginning. I think that's the lesson that I would encourage people to take away from this. Wait, if he, because he was a late first round starter pick at the beginning of last year, like at this point last year, now you're saying you don't like him as a sixth or seventh rounder just because of that. Like because he was. Oh well, that's different. Then. I mean, you can uh, considering that. I think I think he's for real life. I think he's bad, but. <laughs> It's the kind of thing where if he ever plays, he'll be good for fantasy. So because of yeah. that, I'm still willing to take him. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still willing to take him. But, and I have him actually, uh, what do I have? Early sixth right now. So yeah, that's fine. not He's too probably, bad. Probably not, not too bad. Right. I just feel like you always can hang on to the guy with the rushing upside. Mm -hmm. But the, the reality is, and people hate it when I say this. But it, it, I think people who disagree are honestly delusional. Is that Brock Purdy is going to start week one. Unless he gets hurt between now and then, Brock Purdy, not Trey Lance, is going to start week one because he's played more in the NFL and he's looked good when he played. No, You don't own a starting job just because you were drafted high. It doesn't work that way. It's never it's worked that way in the there, NFL. But I do agree with you. Brock Purdy is going to start. Week one, and people tell me, and this is the biggest lesson I want people to, because this is the biggest disconnect 
between the fantasy football and the real life community. The fantasy football community will tell you Trey Lance is going to start because they drafted him highly on their dynasty teams or they believe in him for fantasy football. And because of that, they need him to start. Whereas I don't care. Like, I'm not going to tell you what I want to happen. I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. And what's going to happen is that Brock Purdy is going to start week one unless he gets hurt between now and then. That's the reality. I have to go in a couple minutes, so I'll just say this. I do agree with you that there is a little bit of uh, bias in fantasy football where you like a guy, so you're going to you're gonna think good things of him for that. Yes. Um, I do I do know there's like a, there's a long history of late-round quarterbacks having jobs for a little bit, even though they do succeed. They get replaced pretty quickly, like a Nick Foles when he won a Super Bowl and then doesn't, was not a starter. And that's a little different because Carson Wentz was playing before that. But um, I, I disagree with your main point that like if he was so great, he would have started in 2021 because no one was saying that he's so great. Everyone is just making projections based off his draft capital and rushing upside. And, and no one's saying he's like everything in college or anything like that. Right. No one's saying no that. One's saying Everyone's just saying You're like, wrong, Hutch, a, by the way. So a lot were, of people were a lot of people were saying that. A lot of people were saying that. that. People well, are just oh, saying maybe that Josh based Allen. on maybe his you don't profile, maybe you two don't get any as many delusional comments in your Twitter as I do. I have to, but a I lot to, of people are still saying that. Brother. Still <laughs> frustrating for me. People were not saying that. People okay, people were not saying that because he was so Akash, good, he should have started. People are just saying that when he does start, he will be when good you for say fantasy. People were not saying that. You are saying that smart, relatively informed analysts are not saying that. I am telling you that. No, 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 no. What I have to deal with, people are saying, people were and are still saying it. It, like, not everyone in the dynasty community is an analyst. Not everyone is smart. People, anyone can have a Twitter. Anyone can say whatever they want. Anyone can have a blue check mark too now. I, that's no, but true. you're saying that, like, you pay if he for it, so anyone good. can have a blue check mark. That's true. You're saying I if totally he was agree. so great, he would have started in 2021, and that's just not. I do think that case. Jimmy Garoppolo that's a, that's was a not bit all of that great. Thing. I mean, yeah, he's not that great, but he's doing, doing the same thing that Purdy's doing, where it's like, okay, he's a safe option. We're gonna develop Lance, yeah. etc. Like, okay, Purdy's less than one standard deviation away from Jimmy G. Like, you're in the system with these Purdy's good weapons, better, but. Yeah, I think he's a little bit better. But you're in the system with these good weapons and a good defense. You're going to win football games. You're going to be able to game manage your way to being a very, very good team. And that's fine. It's just that you have to recognize Jimmy G and Purdy for what they are. And it's just as system quarterbacks. And that's, I don't think that should be used as an indictment of Trey Lance. It's just how it is where you have a guy that gives you a high floor and you have a great team surrounding them. And so, of course, that Jimmy G is going to start for a year while Trey Lance develops. Like, of course, Brock Purdy is going to look like this when everyone else gets hurt. Like, it just happens. Like, th th this is what they're doing. This is we've seen this before. We've seen okay to bad quarterbacks. Like, I wouldn't run my system. team that way. I'll just say that then. I wouldn't run yeah. my team that way. I yeah, would neither not would I. But way. we've seen it time yeah, and time again. Yeah, but just because you wouldn't run your team wanna, that way like, does not mean NFL teams run their team that way. That is that is the way that NFL teams they run their teams where they play for where they play for safety and they build around their defense. And their no, weapons, it's not so. that. It's that if a quarterback's right, good enough to be taken third overall, they should be good enough to play immediately. I'm not Wait, drafting one third overall if they can't play. Yeah, do this sometimes. It's just that simple. Because I like arguing. I don't. If you have to sit a year, then you're not good enough to be drafted third overall. Then you're not good enough. You better be ready to play right away. I don't want to. I don't want to spend the third. I don't want to trade away two first round picks to move up to third overall if you can't play right away. So in that case, Trey Lance was not good enough. That doesn't mean the 49ers wouldn't be willing to do that, though. 
Yeah, oh, I, but then they might have been willing to wait, even with the third overall pick. The second Trey Lance was sitting, he was already overvalued. He was already overvalued at that point. He was already overvalued. The dynasty community had overvalued him. And at this point, I think the dynasty community is very split on Trey Lance. You have, and, and you should sell. I think you should sell for as much as you can because, yeah, I mean, Trey Lance really is someone I think still the potential's there, but I, I just honestly fair, have never really this been is, big on him. This either. show is entitled Quarterbacks You Must Buy and Sell. And to be honest, I think Trey Lance is probably the biggest actual conversation in that show topic. Well, what about Bur- looking, what yeah. about Purdy though? So, like on the flip side, that's also very like, interesting. Do, do you believe in Purdy enough? Where if someone offers you a second round pick right now, like a twenty twenty, I'd give away Purdy for that. Second. Yeah, like, I, I think I second no, Purdy, no, 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 because you, you got this forty ers offense. Kyle Shanahan is an absolute genius. He can make any quarterback look good. He can make pretty much any quarterback look good if you can play in the system. He made Nick Mullins look good. He made Jimmy Garoppolo look great. He made Brock Purdy look great. Brock, I'm not saying Brock Purdy is a horrible quarterback. I think he can start in an NFL team, but he is. He is he is what he is. He is. I I, th- I don't think he has a massive massive ceiling. How do you yeah. know that? But you take this. You because know that has made quarterbacks. No, like I would before. say it's very impressive. No, what's very what's very impressive to me is someone as a rookie who comes in and is already good. If you come in as a rookie and and are already good, that is a very good sign that you're going to have a very good career, especially as a seventh round rookie who had no experience during training camp at all. I mean, he was really didn't have any experience. You come in or you're good. Why couldn't I mean Tom Brady was not exactly it wasn't as good when he came in as he became later. You know, yeah, they won a bunch of games, but he was more of a game manager at that stage of his career. And then he eventually continued to develop and blossomed into the you know greatest quarterback of all time that he became. Like I don't see that as bizarre. So there's no I wouldn't say people say Brock Purdy has a limited ceiling. And for me, all I know is that he came in as a rookie and was immediately good, which is everything i want to see that's everything i want to see from a quarterback so the only reason that i don't have him valued that highly is because you know there's risk there's risk with a seventh round quarterback just because i think he's good i don't think he's guaranteed to be a superstar i just don't think we know what his ceiling is per se yeah but i you know i wouldn't give up a first round pick for him there are this is a great draft class tyler so would you take a second for him though because you're you're pretty convinced that he's gonna start next yeah i don't think so then no i don't think so no, I don't think so. I mean, the second round is like, I mean, look at the hit rate on second round picks. It's kind of a crapshoot. Like, you know, maybe if it were, this is a very good class. If it were earlier in the second, maybe, yeah. you know, any second, no. Random 24 second, no. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you kind of have to a one or two oh two, I'd consider start. it. Like any starting QB and he's so young, I mean, you, you, you'd want to hold on to them, right? So. Yeah. Like I said, this is a very good draft class. And, you know, an early second is going to be, you know, a player that I'm going to have a little bit more confident. It might be worth similar to a late first in other classes. Sure. So it's going to be a player I'm going to have, you know, I'm probably more confident in the 201 or 202 this year than I've been in the past. But, you know, if you're asking 205, 206, nah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't see why I would do that. Yeah, because Purdy's not going to get right? I agree with Tyler. I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I think. No, I mean, I think the whole yeah. the dis- the discussion just in terms of like what are you doing with Purdy? It is such it's like so intriguing because I agree with both sides to an extent where it's like that offense has made C.J. Beathard look good. Like, yes. uh, no, no crap. He like Brock Purdy looks good, but at the same time, it's like 
he, he it's not like he's out there and he's throwing one touchdown every game. And it's like the most complete game manager stat. Like he has made some plays and some plays kind of, you know, went his way where he should have thrown a pick and it didn't happen, whatever. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like they have actually won games as a result of like how well he's played in some, yeah, in, some in his stretch. Games. It's not like, Oh, he's in there and they're winning him the game with the defense and their run game. And like, he has to do literally nothing. It's like it, some games. Yes. Like he hasn't had to do really all that much. Yeah. But, five yard pass goes for a touchdown. Yeah. Exactly. Let's be honest. Let's be but, honest yeah. about Brock Purdy. The people who say he's the best quarterback of all time are probably not really with the rest of the world. And, They're and the people who say he I sucks think. are also <laughs> delusional. Yeah. Like those are not, neither of those are true. He's played with the quality as a rookie of honestly an average NFL stud. Wait, average. also, is it Bethard? Is that how you say his last name? I always Bethard, thought it was I No, yeah. it's not. It's not beat hard. It's not beat oh, hard. Be <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's not beat hard. Don't it worry. Oh, man. No, no. Dude, all my wordplay was, was in vain. No, no. no, no. Oh, like, this makes no God. sense. No, no. Oh, man. Oh. Um, but no, that, that's. I think that's a fair assessment, is that he's played as the quality of an average NFL starter. But <laughs> why would you bench someone who's played enough. as a quality of an average NFL starter as a rookie who could have room to grow? over someone who's shown nothing at all in two years of the NFL and didn't do anything in his last year of college either. Like people say Trey Lance has a lead upside, but they're talking, they're talking about what some, they don't know that they're talking about what some scouts said about his 2019 tape to justify their points. That's four years ago. Like that may or may not still be the case. And that's also after for someone who's so mobile, a devastating injury. It's different for Joe Burrow having that injury. You know, Joe Burrow doesn't not relying on his legs. And he didn't run at all the year after, really, after that injury. He did not run, but it didn't matter because he's reliant on his arm. Yeah, if Trey Lance can't run, he's useless. For for fantasy and real life, he's useless. He need he needs to be able to run. You know, it's like it's like Lamar, if if or even worse, I would say. If Trey Lance can't run, he can't play. He can't play if he can't run. Yeah. I so, mean, Justin Fields will probably be another example, right? I mean, Without his legs this year, he wouldn't have been vaulted into the you know top. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that Justin Fields has been as bad of a passer as he's been because he was a pretty good passer in college. I'm not accurate. really sure what happened. Yeah. Maybe it's a lack of weapons. You know, I, I'm more, to be honest with you, I'm more likely to believe that Justin Fields is going to take a leap as a passer than Trey Lance. Because Justin Fields has had two horrific offenses with nobody to throw to. Seriously, Maybe man. he'll be able to do it. We, we better do some work this free agency, man. We, we have the money to do it. Oh, you're a Bears fan? We have the draft. Yeah, I'm a Bears guy. Oh, yeah. okay. It, you, yeah, you, you better. Know, the, the bull, Chase Claypool doesn't cut it. Yeah. Chase Claypool doesn't cut it. Yeah, yeah. You know so. that. I do, I do think it's something that, like, even looking back at this past draft class, that some NFL teams kind of maybe – took to heart a little bit more where, you know, we saw uh, Trey Lance go top three and it's like, oh, if teams are so willing to use that high pick on someone that they have to develop for a year and is not ready, we yeah. would have seen guys like Willis and Ritter go as high as everyone projected I was gonna in the first that. round. Yeah. And what happened? No, they are not ready to play right away. It's mm -hmm. a development, it's a project kind of thing. And it's like, okay, the NFL viewed them as third round picks yeah. because they don't want to go through something like what they kind of saw the 49ers yeah. do where they had. And it's like, 
it would be the same thing. It would, would like, you know, if they put Willis out there and then Tannehill comes in, he clearly looks well, way better and stuff. Well, it's well, like, well, let me ask you a quick question because I, I got I got to go sh- shortly too. Like, do you think that the only thing that separates the dynasty value from like Malik Willis and Trey Lance right now is the fact that Trey Lance went, you know, has the draft capital? Yes. Like, is that the only thing that yeah, you I think that yes. at this point, that's the only yeah, thing. differentiates yes. them. Wow. I mean, that's like, that's a huge drop, obviously, from, you know, all the. I mean, you could also argue their offenses, too. The 49ers' offense and those weapons are significantly better than the Titans and what they've got right now. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, the Niners are sick. The Niners. (laughs) Everyone. Any quarterback. Have we been exclusively talking about Trey Lance's value in the context of him being the 49ers starter next year, right? Like, yeah, he might not even be there, right? I, I tend to agree that San Francisco is more likely than not to carry forward with Purdy. And if so, they're they're probably more likely than not to call this experiment a bust and try to move on and get what they can from Trey Lance, right? We do have to we do have to watch yeah, though the rest I mean, of the playoffs. Because if Purdy you know, continues I don't I, I know we can't say that now. We can't say that now. We no, right, no, right, I mean right, they can't really trade Trey Lance away. I, I was it would say, cost them money like, to trade Trey Lance away. No, I wasn't saying they were a trade. I feel trade, like yeah. Well, having no, two rookie really quarterbacks option. that the team essentially believes in and wants to keep like that's kind of their ideal spot where they can spend that the the big money on everywhere else and make that entire team just unbelievable. Yeah. Make and, defense and you're, better. And you're not paying a quarterback 40 mil like most of these other teams have to for I, elite, I really think you know, play. That unless a team is willing to give them a first round pick for Trey Lance, which I can tell you nobody is they're going to have to keep him because they him. would oh because of the vested uh dead cap in his signing bonus they would actually owe money in on the 2023 cap to trade him away I believe they would owe about two or three million it would cost more to trade him away than to actually have him <laughs> so i don't see, well that's I, not good well <laughs> i i just don't see that as likely you know what i mean like i unless someone's willing to give them a first then maybe they would do it yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see it. They're, like, would they rather just keep Trey Lance as an insurance policy? What if Brock Purdy gets hurt? Injuries happen all the time. Over getting a third round pick and owing money? Like, I don't think they would do that. I think they would just keep him. And Trey Lance has no leverage. What is he going to do? Hold out? What, what, what is that going to accomplish? Hold out as the backup quarterback? Like, yeah. That's not going to accomplish He's played like so. four games ever. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it, I think that they're going to go forward with. You know, Purdy is a starter and Lance is the backup. And that's, you know, that's how they're going to open 2023. And then if Purdy sucks, they'll bench him and go to Lance. I mean, that's always a possibility. You know, just like Lance doesn't own the starting job, Purdy doesn't own the starting job. If he opens the year and plays bad, then he'll be benched. Or maybe uh, they'll so- go back and get beat hard. <laughs> I can't. I can't. All right, yeah, I, I got to bounce, guys. But uh, always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Uh, good to see you, Eric. Later, guys. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. yeah. Later. Nice to have you back. We had so many people at the beginning, and uh, yeah, and then there <laughs> keep were bleeding. One by one. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see here. After yesterday's games, do we see any big moves happen in the? I love this question. Do we see any big moves happen in the off season? I feel like the Bills have to do something. Mm. I mean, what do you guys think? I I mean, I definitely agree because I think. Like when you look at the game against the Bengals, it's like they were just outmatched in basically every single position. <laughs> like it's like, it like the Bengals, you know, 
Tyler Boyd is their their third wide receiver. You know, their slot guy. He's very good, and I think he would easily be the wide receiver too on that Bills team. Like, forget Gabe Davis. Like, he clearly just isn't. It's he's he's not it. Like, obviously, we the fantasy community wanted that to happen after the the four game four touchdown me. game last. Not guilty. I, 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 fair, fair, fair. I I yeah, I, was out, I, I, I was know out that on Gabe Davis as well. I did not. Yeah, I'm not a I, part of that. Either, I know I know a lot of people. Obviously, Gabe Davis not, is a little too close friends included. with Cole Beasley for me to want <laughs> to want to be like him too much. But that's the thing. Like that team needed Cole Beasley to come out of retirement to give him something. And he like, they needed him. It's like, and meanwhile, Joe Joe Burrow's just having a sweet old time throwing a T Higgins who would be a number one receiver on practically every other team. He basically still is like he just a one, a one B with Jamar. And it's like, and he just like, and even look at Hayden Hurst, like he was ex first round pick that has played a really good role for them this year. And, and it's just like, they clearly need something. And it's not even like I thought I thought the Bengals, their their offensive line, like, you know, some of the turnover they've had in recent weeks, like that would really, you know, come back and but not it's like they they looked like they were just the much better team in basically all facets yeah, of the game. The Bills like offense the Bills defense even looked hard, like Yeah, their defense is uh, bad. Yeah. the Bills offense has been it was it's I don't want to say they're one dimensional because like they're not because Allen can run. Allen, Allen can run. Allen can run the ball. Allen can throw the ball. But like, outside of Stephon Diggs, they don't have a reliable option. They, like they, they, don't rely have a, on, they don't have a reliable run, running back or receiver outside of Stephon Diggs. They don't have anybody. They so rely if, on Josh Allen to basically just play hero ball, and like that. Yeah, that's what they do, and doesn't and really work like all the time yeah, against a really forever. good offense that can keep up and a pretty solid defense. It's like that just doesn't work. And having Josh Allen guys, can't fix all your problems. You have to be yeah. able to support him a little bit more. I mean, I, I think the bills should be prioritized either getting a running back, like a really good run game or getting extra wide receiver help. They should be prioritizing that this offseason. I don't know about necessarily making like a humongous move, like making a giant trade for a big time wide receiver or something like that. But I mean, they should definitely be looking for a sturdy number two option behind Diggs because they don't have one and they should be looking at running back as well. Cause James Diggs Cogan is even still there. there. I don't know. He's pretty upset. He was yeah, that <laughs> video, man. When he was just like hands out, it's like yelling at Diggs. That was not a good video. man. Wait, that was was I mean, he, that was tough. He supposedly also was like out the door before most people were even back Wait, in the locker room. Oh, Diggs. Diggs. Oh, and Duke yeah. Johnson had to, had to reel him in and bring him back in and stuff. Like he I forgot Duke I mean, Johnson was even there. It's it's an emotional thing, like losing, yeah. obviously, for anyone, especially in such a big moment on such a big stage, like, and you've been there three times, like, this is your third time in a row. And I, like, I understand the emotions, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know, like, if it's just like, clearly, they need some more firepower. And it's like, and for two, three years now, it's been the same thing in the run game as well. It's like, oh, they got a run game. Uh, they, got, they drafted James Cook. He's perfect to, to, you know, be the satellite out the backfield. It's like, no, they just don't. They don't have a run game. It's Josh Allen. He's their their best running back. <laughs> like, and that yeah. that can't really happen. Like, it's just you're relying. You're putting way too much on his shoulders with not as talented of the rest of the team as most of these, you know, deep playoff run teams are have, and it's. It's clearly coming back and like being exposed. Yep, exactly. That's the that's really the biggest problem with the Bills team. They're trying to put everything on Allen's shoulders, and it'll work for a while, but it it won't last forever. It's not going to make it through the Chiefs. The Bengals not going to make it to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, exactly. It, it, like it has it's worked, good enough right? to get like, them there. This is this is probably about as far as they can go with Josh right. Allen playing hero ball. That's, right? yep, like, that's exactly. it. This is he, far, this is far around go. them. And they're but they're a great team, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's just they they need they need a few more pieces to to get over this, this yep. proverbial cliff, right? I I do think that just in light of obviously everything that happened with Demar Hamlin and stuff, like I do think that the just the general you know feel and just adrenaline, like I just it feel it felt like they were not fully there at times like flat almost like and i and i don't blame them obviously you know you've had some crazy things happen and you're you played one less game and you might I like demar in the stadium will hype like, him up i mean the bills were on an I like DeMar in winning streak going them up into that it, game then it take did out. it did but it also it's like you had them come out at the beginning yeah they're hyped up but it's like that adrenaline doesn't last the full three yeah. hours right it's like half an yeah. hour that you're really, you know, also that back, like it's... that novelty is is gone for them, right? Like they've talked to him, they've seen him around the facility, right? Like it isn't this big unveiling; it's not his first time they interact with the team, yeah. right? So, yeah, you know, maybe it gives him a little juice, you know, right at the beginning. But I, exactly. I think that that was more of a show for the fans than it was. I mean, really for the TV audience as well uh, than mm-hmm. it was for the players. Although the snow, I don't know if you <laughs> the the cameramen were pretty upset because the snow basically blocked Demar from being like that visible anytime they panned over to him. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like some, like, you know, all of those things are true, but I do think this year, especially just like some things just kind of felt, you know, a little out of place, a little off. And it, it, and it's like rightfully so with obviously everything that happened. So but from here, it's you know they have some questions they got to answer, and we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. Honestly, like hopefully they you know they go out and they get that surefire wide receiver two that they need, and and along with Diggs, and hopefully make some meaningful addition to that run game, or at least you know just emphasize their need there, and not just well, Devin Singletary is okay, a free agent. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, but they're coming yeah. back, and they're like, all right, Singletary, and we'll draft James Cook. Like, that's enough. Like we need them to like be like all right it's clearly not enough what we've been trying and just like these guys have been good at times but they're it's just not someone that you can really rely on and cons- like to consistently produce and help your team out and balance that attack out um so it, it will be interesting i mean there's so, there's a lot of teams that have a lot of money there's teams that need to get over the hump i mean Cowboys, I feel like, are in a similar boat where they just need they need to do some things, change some things around, and to to really make that. Did you see what the Cowboys' and... own social media account said about Dak Prescott? No, oh, no, no, oh, no. It was bad. It was bad. They said oh, no. Dak Prescott gave the ball away twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a <laughs> matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. Oh, that's the Cowboys' dude. official Twitter account. That's their official. I don't. Twitter? I don't remember the first interception, like off the that's back of my, so my hand. But the his second interception it was, was bad. Really yeah, they were bad. They were both bad. Yeah. Oh, and he should have had a third because uh, on the last drive, not in the last drive of the game where they did the stupid like Zeke at center thing, but the drive before that, they like two like about two and a half minutes left. They were ready to like go in win the game. They went three and out in that drive. The first throw, me and my dad were watching the game together, and I was like. Dak interception on the first throw. He threw it to Dalton Schultz. It was like a little comeback route. 
And I can't remember who, I think it was, um, should I can't remember who had it, but he threw it right into the defender's arms and he dropped it. Mm-hmm. Like that should have been a third pick that should have sealed the yeah. game, but he dropped it. You want to know uh, something I mean, else that's really bad? Michael Gallup, zero. They owe him zero. 19 million next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was him. not the answer at wide receiver two. No, no, he's been that has been a horrible no. contract. They're gonna get yeah. nothing out of that deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't stop laughing for at least thirty minutes. The the last play of the game, it's just like, it, it was just so funny. I don't even know me. what that was. I don't I, even it was know. So funny. Yeah, green I, I, yeah. I, I will say, that. I will yeah. say, the funniest comment I saw by someone about it was like, I see everyone, you know, making fun of that last play. I haven't seen any other plays that consistently get 76 yards in six seconds. So let, let me hear those. <laughs> like, so yeah, I think that's exactly. pretty funny. Like no obviously Miami they miracle were... for you. <laughs> Zeke, just... Zeke at center was hilarious. Just... Cause he just got straight yeah, up. Just watching him getting blowed up was the watch. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> they try to do something <laughs> and like get, get creative on their last play or whatever. And I like the idea of getting the ball eventually into Cavante Turpin's hands, but like mm. the, it like whatever they had, it's just like they threw it to him eight yards downfield no, to get absolutely uh, crunched. No vision either. Like, do you guys see that play? A, it needs to be a lateral to him or something. Like, he needs to not be the first one to touch it, or he needs to yeah. get the ball, but already have five block. Like, it's just like I, I don't know. It was it was wild to me, and I, I do think you know someone like Tony Pollard definitely not having him hurt a lot in the second half. And oh, most definitely for sure. That's. It's going to be tough. Now feel bad for him. I mean, he got I, injured in his last game before free agency, and he's got a three month, like approximately. Yeah, he's not going to be healthy when contracts are being. Yeah, signed. not going to be healthy when free agent contracts come around. Yeah, I was just talking about that somewhere on. I think I made a little TikTok video about it. Like, yeah, he's not going to be healthy when uh, the free agent time is coming around. Should I go on TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you screamed at the camera and did rants, I think you'd definitely get a lot of views. <laughs> Oh man! I think if you ranted, I think if you ranted a TikTok, you'd get you'd get a lot. Because TikTok, the thing is, the thing is about TikTok: if you make real content, they don't like it. But if you make fake content, they love it. I'm tired That's how of TikTok making works. real content, though. Yeah, yeah. I might have to retire. We'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see. It's a long off season. There are many mysteries. We'll have to see. I always say that, but we don't know. You know, as a wise man once said, I don't know if I'm going to be alive on Sunday, let alone, uh, you know, be, you know, doing content. So you never know. You have to take every piece of content as something to be grateful for, whether you're making it or consuming it. Um, it's a good message. Uh, rare. Such a positive and uplifting message to come out of my mouth. So out of character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we, uh, I just now that we're uh, kind of at a break in talking about things. Eric, I feel like we never we didn't do this because it was so crowded when we got on the show. But why don't you tell the people a little bit about some Please. of your content uh, and like oh, what, yeah. what you have going on? Um, I'm Eric. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I do. I, I <laughs> Hi, do. Eric. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> all <laughs> all of my content uh, rolls up into my Twitter page uh, at Fantasy Nav. Um, I am creating content for drrotor.com, for the football diehards. Um, and I also have my own project. It's called Green Screens Media. It's at Get Green Screens. We're diving into some college basketball content. 
really ramping that up as it gets to be almost March somehow. Uh, but all of that rolls up into my my personal Twitter, which is down. I always do this wrong here. It's okay. We all always do that wrong. It's tough. <laughs> um, and, and if you're here, make sure to like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notifications bell so you can get all of my rants, which there may or may not be uh, some of soon. I have many things to say. Um, and yeah, as always, make sure to check out the Patreon. The Patreon is very important. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I really love, I love doing it, uh, because I get to interact with people about their dynasty teams and other teams, I guess time of year it's dynasty teams, but during the season redraft as well, uh, I get to interact with, uh, your teams directly, you know, talk to you about like strategy and, and things like that. And, you know, there's always something I like about that a type of interaction that I can't do on a show the show is kind of impersonal like i create the content to a degree and then you consume it but with patreon it's nice because i feel like i get to actually know some of you um you know through that and the discord is great there's a lot of good conversation in there and i i love it um and you know i wouldn't i wouldn't uh probably still be doing content without it um it'll be the last thing to go if i ever leave the industry um Considering I've been still taking new yearly patrons, I think that's a good sign that the Patreon itself is not going anywhere. Um, but I, there's definitely a universe uh, in which, you know, someday if I decide to go a different way, uh, like career-wise or whatever, um, where I do only that. And that's the only way that, you know, I do any content or anything. Uh, there's the link. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, it's rare I ever feel like, well, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do my Patreon today. I don't want to interact in this card. I don't want, like, I never feel that way about the Patreon. Whereas I can I can tell you that I feel that way about, every, sometimes with burnout, about every other thing I do in the fantasy community. Sometimes I don't want to do a show. I do them anyway. But sometimes you can tell. You know, there are days where I'm, like, really raring to go. And then there are days where I'm, like, going through the motions. I'm here because it was on the schedule. And I, I don't want to flake and all that. But I don't have my best stuff. You know, similar with writing. You can tell that sometimes I was passionate about an article I wrote, and sometimes I wrote it because it was on the schedule. You know, Twitter. You can tell sometimes I'm really excited to be there. Sometimes I'm there because it's time to do the tweet, and I just want, you know, the start to say it especially. You know the difference between the days where I'm really excited and really passionate and the days where I'm not. But on Patreon, I just, I love it. It's the, it's the interpersonal interaction more than anything. Because I actually get to see the difference, see the improvement, hear about your experience with me. And that's that's the reason why I feel differently about it and why I encourage people just, you know, give it a try. You know, it's only $5 a month for the, the cheap tier. You get the Discord and that's, and you can kind of get an idea of what it would be like at the higher tiers from that. And then if you like it, you can upgrade. If not, you know, the majority of my patrons are at the $5 tier. And, and you know, I think it's it's a good value. You get a lot for that. The other tiers are really, the higher tiers are really mostly if you really are like a hardcore player and you really want me to walk you through every trade, then the, the higher tiers are worth it. But if you're more casual and you're just looking for a good discussion, the $5 tier, I think, is a, the better value for for that. So I, I like to provide good options to for all levels of Dynasty Manager. 
Um, but yeah, I, people always tell me you should make a public appeal to people to sign up for it if you really feel this way, especially the patrons themselves. They always tell me I got to make the public appeal more than just an impersonal Twitter thread. So that was my best effort. <laughs> that was my public appeal to, to encourage people to sign up. So, you know, I'd appreciate anyone who did. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to. So I'll, I'll say one other thing about this. I believe Patrick Mahomes was drafted 10th. For me, if you're drafted in the top five and you are not ready to play week one, you weren't a good pick. You should be ready to play week one if you're a quarterback drafted in the top five. If you were not, then I think that was a problem. If you're drafted in the top five, you should be ready to play week one, year one. Otherwise, I don't want to pick you that high. Then you're not ready to be picked that high. If the 49ers had just picked Trey Lance at 12, no one's screaming at them. You pick someone at 12. You didn't give up two future firsts to do it. It didn't work out. Or maybe it did. We still don't know. No one's screaming at them. I'm not angry with them. I'm not saying they made a huge error. You know? But they traded up two first-round picks to get up to number three and then pick someone who wasn't ready. So then I argue that that is a, a big mistake. That That's just my difference between Mahomes and Lance. They didn't give up two first-round picks to go up and get Patrick Mahomes. Can I, uh, Brock Purdy's not guaranteed. Wait, yeah, okay. can I, pull I think the, I'm done talking about Brock Purdy. Yeah, well, we, 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 about Lance, we, about Lance, I thought this that. one, this was an interesting that comment. I don't funny. think yeah, we're I'm that gonna far disagree away with from it. it. No, we're, no I, I'm going to disagree with it. far away from it, But though. the only, no, the only difference is that Trey Lance was picked third and Jordan Love was picked 20-something. I think Lance is so, more rushing upside as well when you put them both on the field. I don't know if Jordan Love yeah, is more rushing. For sure, Probably but not, if no. we're going into next year and they're both just young, younger backup quarterbacks, like... I don't, it's just like, yeah, it isn't. I, I understand where value because he's only failed I, I, for two years, whereas Jordan Love I, has failed for three years. I, I get it. I get it. But like, it's just, I think the more Brock plays and continues, you know, at least leading that team and that offense, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If Trey Lance is really the 49ers backup and six, sits behind Brock Purdy for all of next year, he'll have about the same value that Jordan Love does now. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. And I think I think we can agree on something. Oh, thank you, Ed. I love Ed. Yeah. Oh, Devin. Devin, we got to get you on here at some point. Um, you were on here once. And Austin was on here another time. Uh, we got to get you back on here. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's rare that you go from college to the NFL and have this big of a downgrade in your receiving weapons. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Just. Yeah. That is not it's, good. That's just painful to see all laid out like that. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. At one point, it wasn't even Claypool. It was. It wasn't even it was, Claypool on that list. Yeah, for a while, yeah, it was. Right. Yes, yeah, from Dante Pettis, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Dante Pettis been. popped a couple times. <laughs> and also, yeah, and Harry Fields, there too. you couldn't uh, kill Harry on that list. Yeah, he Ooh. mean first rounder. <laughs> oh God. Didn't he burn? He burned Jalen Ramsey that one play. Right? know. And he made a giant catch, or is that? And Kill Harry is still younger than Velus Jones. <laughs> Velus Jones is actually the oldest of all these guys. He's older than Mooney, Claypool, and in Kill Harry. He's he's also the the best blocker out of all of those guys. <laughs> 
That's all I yeah, can say. I agree. I, <laughs> I think Justin Fields is the kind of thing where like I've got a lot of hope for Fields. I agree. I wish Give he him had a won a Give him somebody. few more games. Give him but, somebody. Yeah. He wasn't the worst passer. Like all things considered. No, he did yeah, he was I o- mean, he was okay. I would have loved to hear what Josh would say as a, you know, a fan of the team, but like, I, I just, I do like, I don't think obviously they should be drafting a quarterback with their spot, obviously, yeah, but no way. I just, I just think the bears, there's still a possibility somewhere where they they really love one of these quarterbacks and they actually do something like, like, it's just, ah, they, they've made just organizational, just, horrible mistakes and they bring in quarterbacks that they think are really good and they that's going to be their starter and their future (laughs) Dalton is our starter mike glennon and like get out of here like so i I just really think if that if that front office if that if that staff like they actually think you know oh whether it's stroud or bryce young or whatever it is it's like that's our guy like he is we promise he's going to be better than like, I think there's a chance they actually do that. And I just think they can one, it'd be hilarious, no but two, it's, I, it's just like, what? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it makes the most sense for sure to trade out, trade out, trade down, get, get more pieces for the, for your young quarterback who definitely took those steps. To be honest, year, I think we but, all know what's going to happen. We all know. Indianapolis is going to trade up to the first overall pick to take Will Levis. We we know this. We know what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> of course it's Levis. Oh, well, yeah, no, right? I have yeah, my yeah. I have my list of remember the Chris Ballard receipts. Just be... they're very long. There have been many problems. You know he was responsible for so many failures, and this would be another failure. You know he's a big failure. So he's a terrible general manager, but he always gets so much credit just because Ryan Grigson was so bad. You know, being better than someone horrible doesn't mean that you're good. Anyway. Let's see. Have the 111 and 112 in a 12-team Superflex half PPR league. Would you be looking to move out of the first and into the early second? A move up to the mid first. Would you do okay? So let's start oh, with the general part first. That's a very. We don't know about a general mm. part like that. I don't. I don't think about it that way. I, I don't know if you guys do, but I, I honestly, forgetting about that, I think it's a mistake to think about it that way. We don't have general strategies like that about move. You know, I'm fine. Moving yeah, no, up. it all I'm depends on back draft class or it, your yeah, situation. Like, on, well, I think it more depends on the offer than the situation. You know, yeah, if the offer definitely. is good to move up. I'll do it. If the offer is bad to move up, well, the offer is part of the situation. Like, what what are you looking at? Yeah, well, I care more about the offer than the surrounding roster yes. or anything else. The offer yeah, is definitely. the most important thing because if you know, I'll take a good offer to move down or to move up. You got to exploit a potential win whenever you get it. You don't know, you don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, sometimes offers come out of nowhere that you weren't even preparing for, and then you just accept them. That's happened to me a few times. Wasn't expecting it. Wouldn't have thought of it. But a great offer comes in. I'm like, all right, I'll just take it. You know, take a win right there. So now let's look at this specific offer. Would you do 111 and 112 for 106 and 206? And I think I would. I think I would rather have 106 and 206 than 111 and 112. Yeah, I think I you mean, can get. I think you can get two pretty valuable players at the 111, 112. 
uh, enough to the point where it's worth it. Uh, enough. No, the 106 is better. Oh, sorry, yeah, the 106 is better. is better. I think you can get two more valuable players at one level one. I don't think so. That's worth it. I don't think so. I think that generally when you're moving down, you should get, if you want a general rule here, here's something that might help you. You're moving down five picks and then you're moving up seven picks on the other side. That's not good enough. Fair would be like at least 208 with the 106 side, probably even less. So this, the value is with the 106. The value is you're not, you should be moving up more in the second, the lower part than in the top part. So the value is with the 106. Now, I don't know how the tiers are going to work out. I don't know if it's going to work out that way, but going blind, the value is with the 106. And I will say one thing that might help you and why I would take this offer now with the 106. If you're going to move up, this is the least expensive it's ever going to be. It's not going to be cheaper to move up later. It's going to be more yeah, expensive. So if you want to do it and you think this is good, and as I do, I would take this offer now and take the 106 because you're not going to be able – I do not think in three months you're going to be able to do this. You'll be able to do it in the other direction, but not this direction. You won't be able to move up as easily. It gets harder and harder to move up as you get closer to the draft. So that, that is one piece of strategy advice I would give. I still wouldn't do a bad deal, but I like this deal based on the difference in picks, not the specific class, but just the overall pick value curve. The value is with the 106. And I think if you put it in a trade calc, I mean, maybe we could do that. You know, well, let's see. Why not? You know, let's, you know, I haven't actually used DLF's trade calc in a while. Let's see. One, what's the format it says? It says uh, super flex. Right, super, super flex. flex half DPI. Half All right, let's see. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know if I agree with this. This says that the 106 is worth more than the 111 and the 112. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I was no, going to, that was going to be one of my follow up discussion questions. Oh, I don't is, think it's uh, crazy. What? I, I don't think it's crazy because I think that there is not an insignificant possibility that the tier break is around six, that there are yeah. six really yeah, good players. And I might rather have one really good player over 11 and 12 who is i can tell you one thing is not going to be a really good sure thing it's going to be more of a maybe so i don't think that's crazy but considering that the the value is with the 106 even without the 206 yeah with the uh with the 206 added it's about a uh, 33 percent win to go to the other side so uh, uh, agreeing with my original instinct the trade calc says that as well. So I would I would go that way. I would go that way as as I said earlier. But I just wanted to bring in, you know, the DLF trade analyzer as kind of a, a sanity check. I, I'm not again, I'm not sure I agree with their take on the 106 being worth quite that much. I think it's worth a little less, but uh definitely with the 206 added, it's gonna be that side for sure. I don't think it's very close. Yeah. No, it's I, not I a decision. Agree. I wouldn't think about it. I if I saw this offer, I'd look for five seconds to make sure I was reading it correctly and accept it to take the 106. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because I feel like the the top five, six picks usually are much more locked in in terms of even if, you know, they're not assigned to a specific spot, you know, these top five, six guys are going in that first six spots. Pretty whereas nice. you get down Last to year 11, the tier 12. Break was around six. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was mentioning earlier, like, I think you could get valuable players at the one 
11 one out of 12 but i was gonna bring up like tyler was right like it's gonna be harder to move last year was a disaster also especially i was gonna say if you look at these exact picks for last year you're looking at you know one of olave or wilson or jameson williams plus jameson williams wouldn't have been so good but the others yeah but i mean i think he still has a bright future and then 206 yeah you're looking at you know hi david pierce or jalen tolbert pierce algae oh, like, oh, stuff like that Jalen oh. Tolbert. so i mean yeah. i i think you'd rather have that that top end guy that you know is going to be kind of like a cornerstone for most of, like whatever team they got drafted on that they they were high picks in the actual draft itself and you know they're kind of you know going to be fed last year be- if you'd taken any of the top eight players you would be pretty happy right now outside of maybe jameson williams who yeah. Maybe you wouldn't be so that happy. Yeah. But if you'd taken any player after that, the only one you're like ecstatic about, there's no one you're ecstatic about. And the only one you're really like pretty, I'd say, ha- I mean, you'd be happy with George Pickens and Christian Pickens. Watson, and they were 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. that, there's nobody like 12 was James Cook. Okay. 13 was John Jahan Dotson. Okay. That's pretty good. Well, I wouldn't be upset, but 14 Rashad was David White Bell. somewhere. Rashad White. He's yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not having a party for Rashad white. No, but season, I think but I'm not if you look at some of these, I was looking at last year's second round, third round picks in the rookie drafts and you, it's yeah. Just yeah. absolute. Cesspool. I will say though, like, in last year's rookie draft, how many studs would you say were in the draft? I mean, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, and Chris Olave based on their, you know, rookie year. And then, you know, Drake London and Traylon Burks were, were solid. I wouldn't call them studs yet, but think you really had Hall, Wilson, Walker, and Olave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And then you'd yeah. be happy with London. If you spend a first round pick on London, Burks, or Kenny Pickett, I think you'd be happy with what you had. Yeah. I think Christian Watson and go. George Pickens as well. Some people talked him into James Cook, talked himself it's into weird. James yeah. Cook last yeah. year as well. And Cook. Pretty much mm. outside of the first round, the Sky only. It last year was like a disaster. Like there wasn't like after the top 15 picks, yeah. the only players who really you want at all are Damian Pierce, Pierce, Brian Robinson. And that's everyone else is like a deep dart throw. No, t- like, Tyler Algier is a bit of a dart throw. Yeah. Tyler Algier mm-hmm. would be in, He's the, pretty the, good next, in the season. He'd be the next best. I mean, but that's, you're already getting to someone much more speculative to me. Yeah. I got, I got extremely lucky in my, in my home dynasty league. I had two firsts, a second and a third. And my picks were Olave, uh, Watson, Rashad white, Brian Robinson. It's funny because last year, everyone and said that that I was the, the 2.2 in a rookie well, last year, Everyone said it was like more of a flat class. And that's actually not at all what happened. It ended no. up being the opposite. Last year well, is one of like the second and third rounds are like a wasteland. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was it was funny to look was better because after each of these picks, I'm like, oh, my guy picked, you know, Brian Robinson or Rashad White over David Bell and uh, Jalen told like just like just just the players that are so irrelevant. And we talked ourselves kind of into in the second and third rounds. We always talk ourselves. Absolutely. Because you have to because, you know, you have that second. You don't want to be like, this is not going to this is going to be a player that doesn't help me ever. Like you have to be like, oh no, you know, I, I can get that guy. I can, I'm going to get that, find that diamond in the rough in the second, third round. You like, always, you it. always think you're going to find it. And it's, it's yeah. literally 
one or two people in your league will get lucky in that second or third round and everyone else will have just basically trash <laughs> like yeah so but also it, i feel like if you notice last year the early second was a lot better i mean that's where you could have found jahan dotson was in there rashad yeah. white was in the earlier yeah. second you know the early second was better mm-hmm. and then it went really got really bad really fast so you know maybe that's I have noticed that the last few years is the drop off is usually between like 15 and 18. It like falls off a cliff. Oh, I say a spiller mid second rounder. <laughs> no, last year was Rashad White. Rashad White at 15 was, I mean, you had Jahan Dotson at 13 and Rashad White at 15 were actually pretty good picks. And then after that, yep. mm-hmm. you know, you have your White. Pierce in there, but the spiller. Yeah, John Mechie and Isaiah. Over. I mean, John Mechie is unfortunate. Well, John Mechie, no, we don't. That's nobody's fault. Yeah, John Mechie, we don't yeah. really know no. yet. I think he's John Mechie. There was John I mean, I, the last I heard, there was an update that he's progressing well, and he's yes, I've yeah, heard I fully expect uh, Mechie mm-hmm. to come back and play, but it's just the kind of thing that I. It's I don't know. Just if he's so unfor- either, it's just yeah. so unfortunate because I think I well, Cooks is going to be out. Yeah, I just think it's the kind of thing where. It's just really unfortunate because I think he was a player that a lot of people just doubted. And, you know, he had a lot of production, but people didn't, you know, whatever. Like, people just didn't love him for whatever reason. And now I just feel like he's kind of been forgotten about. A little bit, yeah. Um, But, yeah, Eric, uh, you want to give the people uh, one last review of where they can find your stuff? Uh, I guess a short one. Uh, you can all find it, it at Fantasy Nav on Twitter. Um, it all rolls up to there. Appreciate you making some uh, some some space and some time for me, Tyler. This was a fun show. <laughs> yeah, no problem. We should definitely come back on again. I promise it won't always be this crowded. Did not anticipate. <laughs> I thought I'm, it would just. I'm just going to randomly pop in and drop Trey Lance bombs and then just do it. watch do the, it. Watch <laughs> the <laughs> chaos unfold. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um. Oh, I don't like that play. Oh, uh, all better. right. Wow. It's with three people. We can go to a real overlay. There um, we go. Okay. Isn't that cool. Yeah. Oh, it's very. It's very interesting. I always think it's so different when I record with people who like really go back and forth with me versus people who just kind of don't. I think it's interesting. It's different. It's different. It's the difference between recording with Addison and recording with Cal. <laughs> If, if you don't remember on the old Astila, like Cal would always go like back at it with me. And Addison was more like record, like he had his own stuff, but we didn't like go mono a mono very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that I, I don't often love the mono a mono stuff. Doing it with Josh is like probably my favorite though. I love arguing with Josh. Yeah. His facial expressions are just so good. <sighs> Um, QB and Superflex is so bleak. That's true. Yes. Would you buy low on the uncertainty of guys like Rogers, Russ, and Brady? Well, these okay. So it's the quarterback discussion. So this is in line with with what we're discussing. Um, yeah, yeah. Would you buy low on any of these guys? Let's talk about these are three completely different situations. I think Russ is someone that you should buy. I think Russ is someone that Russ. Out of these three, I think Russ is the best option because especially like. You know, with all the head coach rumors flowing around. What's low? What's low? Uh, 
I don't know if I'd pay a first for Russ. You're not going to get him. Oh, I definitely. You're not going to get him. Then. So you're then not, you're not buying Russ. I don't. It's you it's, really don't think so. After I, I feel no, like I don't. I think you could. I think you, in a super flex, I think you could. No, like, I don't I think, think the so max anyone offers like the 110, 112. I think that's where I'm at. Doubt you get him. I, I really don't I think, think you I get, him get him for that. I think I can get him for that. I doubt it because I think that people fire. Like, I think the rush shares have changed hands already. I think that people had a chance to get out. You know, there were multiple chances to get out uh, when it wasn't looking as bad as it was early on. And then it started to get really bad. Um, but also, Russ has always kind of been like somewhat polarizing to a degree. So unless you've had him for a very long time, a lot of the Russ shares are in like Russ defenders, of which there are still many. But at the end of the day, the majority of people don't have him. So the majority of people are like me and are like roasting him. Uh, but would I buy low on Russ? I mean, yeah, if a 24 second got me Russ, I would buy him. I, you can always try. Like I don't he's think the only one happen. that makes like the, he's the one that makes the most sense out of those three, just because yeah. you know what his future is, just more than either of the other two. Well, the other two are very different proposition. Tom Brady, yeah. I think Tom Brady is probably going to come back, but I'm not going to buy Tom Brady if he, there's still a good chance he's going to retire. You say come back as in to the NFL or to the Bucks specifically? He's not going to the, the NFL. He's not coming. Okay, back to the I, that's no, what I. That's I agree with that. Future Raider. So I was... Raider. <laughs> I think that's pretty likely. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. <sighs> yeah. I mean, where else could he even go? Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't. I mean, and <laughs> I doubt it. I think. I think that window is kind of closed. I don't think to be yeah, I don't no, think I. I agree. Either. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I don't Isn't, see really. Wait, was it? What? Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't? Weren't the Raiders the team that that said no? We don't want Brady initially. When that was, was Gruden, though. Yeah, but he he was like, "You don't want me for that motherfucker," and he was talking about Carr. Like, I don't know. I feel like Brady takes these things uh, like somewhat to heart. I don't know if he wants to go play for them. <laughs> We'll see. I, I think Brady, if he wants a job, will get a job. But if he, he can look at the potential options and decide he wants to retire. Uh, yeah. So I'm not buying low on Brady. So right now, I just put it into the dynasty trade analyzer. So right now it's telling me that a 2023 late first round pick is worth about Russell Wilson. It was like five points off. Yeah. On DLF trade on his line. Uh, DLF trade analyzer. So I I do think it's there. Like I I think you could. It, should, get him. it shouldn't it shouldn't be enough for a starting quarterback of potentially a revamped you know just coaching. Especially they get like Sean whatever, Payton, one that they're stuck with around. for three years. And exactly like I, that. I think with Russell Wilson, I'm more years. on the other side though. Like I would like to get rid of Russell Wilson. Like once I, I just becomes I, I, head coach, I just don't see a situation. That's why could it get any worse. Like, how could it get any if worse than Mario? If he's washed, then it could really? get plenty worse. Like, so, so yes, if, that's true. Yeah, but if he's washed, if he's washed. If that's you have, so if you have Russ, Tyler, would what are you at, like? At, like, you're not going to get you? his actual value, but but yeah, no, that's for sure. But as someone 
like that said like they're just, you're just trying to get rid of him rather than buy him for any type of discount or something like so what's the question. so what i think that, i think in terms of a pick value i'm not going to get the pick that i want i'm mm. not going to get the pick that i want so if i'm not going to get the pick that i want that means that i'd probably look to trade him differently so what what could that look like well you can look at trading for a complete other position so there are some wide receivers that I think are undervalued who maybe you could trade Russell Wilson straight up for. Um, I mean, George Pickens, a lot of people don't like him. For some reason, there's a lot of hate on him. I would, in a super flex even, I would trade, yeah, I would trade Russell Wilson straight across. Crazy. Why is that crazy? Oh, well, that people no, don't no, like no. him? Yeah, that people, people like don't like Pickens? Why? What? <laughs> Why don't you like Pickens? Like, all he's done is made superstar plays in the time. Because they think that the that's all he is, is just the flash without substance, I think. That's crazy. I, I, I like him. I, I think he's... I think he's great. Yeah, so that might be something I would do. I mean, people are still kind of out on Kenny Pickett. If I could trade, like, Russell Wilson and a third to get Kenny Pickett, people really don't like him. Like, I would just go to Kenny Pickett, go to the young guy. Yeah. It's a lot I, of people who don't like Kenny Pickett. It, so it's going to be more, I'm not going to get, everyone likes picks. So I'm not going to get the raw pick value for Russell Wilson that I'd like, but I would like target some of these others. Here's, what we call them distressed assets. These distressed, a, uh, but it's also almost impossible names. for me to have Russell Wilson because I've been begging people to get rid of him since the season started and he looked bad. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. So I, I, I was just seeing players to even the trade on keep trade cut with Russ on one side. Yeah. Tell me if you would rather Russ or the other, right? Let's do it. Top one is Dalvin Cook, which is... Ooh, no. Which Dalvin is, Cook looks... Uh, no. Cook. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, Not I, Dalvin Cook, right? And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, let me okay. make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson. Um, Rashad yeah, White. Russell Wilson. These are not... These Russ, are not, yeah. Russ. These are not in the right value range. Rashad Bateman. You're going the Still wrong Russ. way. Russ, yeah. I think Rashad Bateman's yeah. worth less than the two running backs. But like Russell they, Wilson they and like a second, value. and maybe we could do it. These are not realistic. I don't know where these values are coming from, but this is not what Russ is actually worth. But that's like, I agree that it shouldn't be, but I do think a lot of people have sour. If they haven't been the manager that, already traded for him on a on a discount like i do think people have soured completely but i'm on out him. on him i'm not really looking to acquire him it's more like i don't want him but if i have him and i'm stuck with him then i'm gonna wait for them to hire sean payton and then try to trade him away I think that's a great opportunity when if they yeah. do hire Sean Payton, his value is going to go up and he's going to be someone that a lot of people want again. And then that just trade him away. Yeah. I'm just out on Russell Wilson. I, I think Russell Wilson is overrated. I, I am. I'm like, I'm definitely room. very concerned, but I still think there's hope. What about Pickens wide receiver mate, Deontay? No, oh. I don't want Deontay. I think I want Russ. I don't want, yeah, Deontay. I want Russ. I don't want Deontay at all. Pat yeah. Fryermuth. Nah. <laughs> no. Same problem. I'm so I'm no, I'm just like I'm intrigued because I just added I added a fourth onto Russ to see now. Quarterbacks what it are would worth play. quarterbacks are worth a lot in Superflex. It's just the reality. And he's gonna start for three more three, four more years. Like it's you can sell him low, but there's only so low you can go. Yeah. 
Uh, and then to let's touch on Aaron Rodgers. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year. I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers down this. Tom Brady was a little bit better as we started the year. But I think as we finished it, I think it was clear that Aaron Rodgers has more left than Tom Brady. Like as we finished, yes, he did not have the raw numbers. But Aaron Rodgers, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers as he was. But I still think Aaron Rodgers has something left. Whereas Tom Brady, I think we might be getting to a point of Tom Brady kind of being done. He looked awful in the last game, and he he just looks like it's kind of run its course. Aaron Rodgers, I think, has something left. Problem is that Aaron Rodgers, you can just sign Tom Brady. A team doesn't have to give up anything to get him, which is why I'm pretty sure he's going to get a job. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to cripple the Packers to trade him, cap-wise, and they don't really want him back. So I don't really see how this is going to play out. Jets. No, but, <laughs> but but it doesn't matter. The problem is that really, I think Aaron Rodgers wants out. I think the Packers want him out. But how do you, there's no way for them to trade him. The dead cap is in the signing bonus that was already paid. You cannot get rid of that. There's nothing they can do to eliminate that dead cap. They are stuck with it. They cannot get rid of it. And unlike a cut, you cannot process a post-June 1 trade pre-June 1. So if they wanted to do the creative accounting to spread that cap over a longer period of time, they would have to actually wait until after June 1st to cut him or to trade him. They can't cut him. It would be like 100 million dead cap. They can't they cannot cut him. They could as a post-June 1st, but that would still cripple them, and then they'd have no compensation. So they are stuck with him unless a team throws them a lifeline and somehow helps them. But I'm not sure why any team would do that. So I think at the end of the day, What's going to happen is that both sides are going to look at this contract and the Packers are going to be, we just can't afford to trade you. We, we can't afford it. Like, I'm sorry, but the contract you signed last year that guaranteed you all of this money now makes it essentially impossible for us to trade you. We don't have a choice. We are stuck with you. Is there a way you probably know much better than I do, but is there a way that they could restructure and in, in, in no, because way? the signing bonus has already I don't been think paid. So. The signing bonus has already been yeah. paid. It's going to go back and unpay it. So this dead yeah. cap is going to all the problem is when you sign an NFL contract, you can spread the signing bonus over a long period of time. But once you, if you trade a player, all of the signing bonuses do immediately, unless it's post June one, then you can spread it out. But then you have to wait until June to trade him which is very inconvenient. So they are stuck with him unless they want to just destroy their entire team. <laughs> it would take destroying their entire team to trade Aaron Rodgers away. So I don't know what they do because I don't think they can put together a good roster next year with the available money that they have. They cannot afford to trade Aaron Rodgers and they still have to deal with Jordan Love whose fifth-year option decision is due in early May. I don't know what they do. I really don't. They are in a bad situation, and I don't see the way out. 
So with that being said, by hook or by crook, Aaron Rodgers will play football as a starter in 2023, I'm almost sure. Because he's not going to bail them out by retiring. I don't think he wants to retire. So it would no. also cost him like 60 to 70 million. And I get it. He doesn't need the money. But it's 60 to 70 million dollars. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what it would you know cost him to retire. how much ayahuasca he could get for yeah, that? Like it's 60 or 70 million dollars. He's not going to retire and walk away from that. I do think he wants out and the Packers want him out. But given his contract, that is almost impossible to accommodate. Yeah. So yeah. I don't – I think what ends up happening is they keep him reluctantly. And then you have to have the matter of Jordan Love. Can you pick up a fifth-year option that they can't afford in a year that they're still going to have $40 million accounted for to Rodgers to guarantee Jordan Love in 2024, $24 million? I don't think so. So do they trade him before the deadline? I guess. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be willing to sit around another year. I think he's going to make a big fit, big stink about it. And I, as he oh, should, really? as he should, he should have done it last year, to be fair. I really think he should have done it last year. Um, or at least tried. And I think the Packers will get rid of him. And, you know, they made their bed and now they have to sleep in it. I can see it now. Yep. Jordan Love gets traded to the Jets, gets beat out by Zach Wilson for the starting job. No, that's <laughs> Zach Wilson beats out any quarterback competition for the starting job, that would be so, so bad. But when it comes to Rodgers, I, I do think God. he's going to play. Um, if you can get him for yeah, he's gonna play. really cheap, I'm okay with it. I would not hate – I really don't think you're getting nothing for it. I would not hate trading a 24 second for Aaron Rodgers in a superplex if you need him. No, and you're a contender and you're totally desperate. Fine. This is the time to buy him because he's not his value's not. I would not hate it. There are worse things you could do. It's not usually how I play, but there are worse things you can do. All right, yeah. let's uh, let's wrap up this chat very quick. All right. Yeah. yeah. At least huh. they got it off. That was funny for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We talked about that. Oh, oh, don't get me started. I did say in my last rant that it all goes back to Jim Irsay. You know, oh, and how really? much how much he sucks. His historic mid-quarterback. <laughs> historic failure. Uh, what would you be trying to get if you're giving up Rashad White? Um, well... I mean, would you take an early second since that's around where he was last year? Yeah, let's see. Early uh, second. Or would you need? I would um, want Rashad White in that scenario, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not really second. giving up on Rashad White. I, like, I know you no, said no. earlier that you, weren't, that you weren't giving up or anything, but you were like, I'm, you're not jumping for joy. I agree with that, but I'm not. that doesn't mean I'm giving yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, me. to give you an idea of what not jumping for joy was, in last year's Superflex ADP, he was drafted at 15th overall, final rookie ADP. I now have him as exactly equivalent of my Patreon ranks to the 201. So he's gained a little bit of value over the yeah. last year. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, he didn't lose value. He gained a little bit of value, but I'm not jumping for joy. So I have him exactly in in uh in if you're selling him so you're not so you're not selling him unless you're potentially getting, getting the 201 or the 112 or something 
Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I, I mean that's I what that means. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, target yeah. my target would be like a late first kind of value, but I mean if you can't, I'd be Just, okay with like early second kind of value. I won't take anything less than two hundred one. So. I, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like trying to I get a late wouldn't. first for Rashad White though seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I think it's he's one of those yeah. players where I, I think you're better that. off just uh, hanging on to him mm-hmm. and um, you know kind of seeing what happens rather than training. Yeah, because he's got a lot of he got a lot of potential with Fournette <laughs> kind of like fading out. It's a whole. Is this true? <laughs> Uh, uh, the second part's definitely true. Yes, yeah, but I don't know what part did he click? Hold on, I'm gonna um, but I wanted to talk, touch about that about this last question because I think it's yeah, it is a great interesting. I, I feel like for me, I'm I'm kind of split in terms of like when you're in the first second round, I'm absolutely like taking the best player because the best player will play the best and therefore be the more valuable down the road. But I understand in like the third or fourth round, if you kind of look at someone and you know what they're going to be or you're going to have your own decision on them relatively soon Whoa. and you think it's going to kind of go Whoa. up. Whoa, what happened? So I, I just looked up uh, Jim Ursay. Does he collect guitars? So it says <laughs> Colts owner Jim Ursay has a nice collection of instruments on his hands. Ursay has bought instruments once owned by musicians Jerry Garcia of Grateful Dead, John Lennon of Ringo Starr, and uh, and Ringo Starr of the Beatles and singer-songwriter Bob Dylan. He's interested wow. in all four of these wow. people. That is pretty crazy. It's cool what you Wait, can get. Wait, hundreds uh, of thousands. Billionaire, of billionaire Colts owner Jim Irsay shares his collection of rare guitars at a free ex, ex, uh, I don't know how to say that word. Exhibition? Oh, exhibition. Exhibition. Ex, exhibition. Okay. After splurging $4.4 million on Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain's Fender Mustang Oh, so these are each millions. Oh my goodness. Oh, each of these are millions of dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Where where are my millions of dollars? Why why don't I get millions of dollars for I mean, something? You're not an owner of a football team. Well, so, why, well maybe I should be. You know, you gotta start yeah, a band, become really goodbye. famous, and then sell your guitar. <laughs> Foolproof plan. I will Foolproof. I will look I'll look into that. That's my dad. He he tried to be a musician. <laughs> My dad oh, tried to be a rock star. My dad did try to be a rock star, and it didn't work out. Now he's a nursing director, but it's really yeah. funny. <laughs> That's funny. You can ask my dad. Uh, maybe we should have your dad on the show. <laughs> oh, no, I was serious. No, he did, he would. I mean, he would. He would. He would. It would be funny, but he does not. He can't. He can't talk fantasy like we can. Like Ooh. he he knows he knows the language, but he we're can't like. That. And we're, sh- we're, we're going to say Well, that. he knows it. Dad, dad, if you're watching, you know it. You know it. He, like, I, I tell him, I tell I've told him once, I was like, I want you on my podcast. He's like, yeah, but, like, I don't think I could talk fantasy like you can. I was like, oh, sh- yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> oh. But, yeah. Want to go all in on, oh, this, yes, I've, I've spent a lot of time on this question uh, in my Patreon Discord. Um, Are they saying that they would give up one six one seven one eight? No way to get the one one. No way. No, 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 no. That's crazy. Says, what do I need to you add? Three first it. for the one on one, I think is crazy. I don't think it's crazy. No, I think they're saying one, one, six, one, seven, one, eight. And do I need and to add? More. I think that's about right. I think that really probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, see, this is the thing. Man, I, I, I forget who I was talking 
about this is but the one one i feel like almost every trade i've seen where someone's getting rid of or buying the one one involves the one or one or two or one or three also going back where you're kind of paying yeah to move up a pick yeah. or two at the expense of maybe so another to give you an idea first. the 101 is valued at 900 i can tell that someone went into the dlf trade analyzer and manually adjusted the value of the 101 because it's not in line mathematically with the other numbers. So someone went in this year in both Superflex and 1QB, and I applaud DLF for doing this because, you know, they could blame it all on the computer algorithm, but someone went in and did this and manually adjusted the value of the 101 to match how much higher it is than the other picks because everything else is on, I actually recognize this formula, this uh, regression formula uh, to put out all the other numbers, but the 101 was done separately. The 101 has its own value separate of that formula. Wow. So, like, for example, the in Superflex, the 101 is valued at 750. The 102 is 543. The 103 is 506. Notice a problem there. And then the 104 is valued at 468, then 431, then 393. So the other ones are progressing along a, a slightly deteriorating uh, regression model. Whereas the 101 is just randomly over 200 points higher. So they are imbibing a ridiculous value on the 101. Now, they're saying, according to their value, that the 101 is exactly even to the 106 and the 107, which I think is terrible. I think that's terrible. I think the 101 should be even higher than that. Because I don't see it that way. If I look at a startup draft, I have the 101 at 11 overall. I have the 106 at 40 and the 107 at 45. So in no universe... Would I trade a early fourth round and a late fourth round startup pick for an early for late first round you know. startup? Pick? Late first. Do you think one six one seven is not enough? But I feel like the one eight, it's close. But I don't. It might be a little excessive. It is. It, might be it a is a lot. Excessive. Like three, um, like three firsts. Like we're talking three guys that all could be superstars. Like Bijan. I will say, in a one QB, I like this better because then the one hundred one isn't like the third overall startup pick. And then I like it yeah. better because yeah. in a super flex, Bijan Robinson to me is one of many stud assets. Many. There are all yes. the quarterbacks, other stud assets. It's not worth as much because if you notice, I quoted 750 in the super flex trade analyzer In the one QB it's 900. So it's even more, a lot more because the one Oh two is only like 620 something. So it's only like 50 higher, but the one Oh one, they boosted an additional 150. Because for me, in a 1QB, there's really three special assets. You know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. And then I guess CeeDee Lamb is actually close, and Bijan Robinson are kind of in the next tier together. Um, but he's, you know, one of then four of that group. Whereas in Superflex, that group is has like 12 assets because there's a bunch of quarterbacks in there. So in a 1QB, in a if this is a 1QB, I get it more. I get it more. I would, plus also the, there's no quarterbacks to push down some value to the 106, 107, and 108. In a one QB, I get it a little more. Uh, I would more heavily consider it. Um, Because I wouldn't, like, would I really give up those picks for an early first-round startup pick? Like, three-fourths? Probably not. Three-fourth-round startup picks for one early first-round startup pick? Probably not. So, and I would say for me, in a one QB, I would take the 101. In a super flex, I'd probably lean the other side, but it would be very, very close.
Yeah, I, uh, I and agree in a super flex, if you added the two hundred two, I would I would take that side. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with anything you just said. Is that? Yeah, I think I, no, no, no problem. I, I you know I always no, say you. that no problem. I always say that um, questions in the Patreon uh, Discord are always good for me because I can follow the conversation. I can follow the conversation. There's only there's like 150 people in there. Like yes, it's a, it's crowded. There's a lot of conversation, but I can usually follow it. I can follow. We can have an actual back and forth conversation. If we haven't tried to have it on Twitter, you're going to be 200 notifications ago by the time I get back to the conversation. I only see it in my notifications feed. I don't always see the full context. So like it's it's difficult to have like a nuanced right. conversation where that's why I like it. We got um, I will also chat. say, since we're on the YouTube channel, the other way to get an answer from me, if you want one without paying any money, is to comment on the YouTube video. Much more likely to answer those than a yes. random question on Twitter because I don't get that many. I get like five or 10 a week. Nobody does it. But if you comment on the YouTube video, you get... It helps my YouTube algorithm, and if I comment back, that also helps. So you're gi you're giving. First of all, I always see it because I get a notification in my email every time anyone comments on a YouTube video. But secondly, it's actually I'm getting something myself out of answering it. So you're giving me an incentive to answer your question. Whereas on Twitter, I really have no incentive to actually answer them. You know, other than helping. Like I just I get lost in my notifications. I those questions get. You know, you could have asked the question and then it's like 200 notifications later is the next part and I get lost. Um, but on YouTube and on my Patreon Discord, it gets it stays very clean. It's very easy for me to follow. So just keep that in mind. If, if you want a like, more direct line to me, I answer the YouTube comments on this channel. So that, that is an answer for me and me only. I'm the only one who has access to that. So, yeah, just uh, it's a good way that not a lot of people know about to get an answer to your fantasy questions, even start sick questions during the season. I answered a bunch in the YouTube comments. I was happy to do it. Uh, so just always a great option for those looking for a yeah. faster answer. Cause I get an email notification for that. And obviously I don't get an email notification for Twitter or Twitter, <laughs> anything. I have those turned off. Otherwise I'd get thousands of emails a day. Um, okay. We can, Oh, it is a one QB. So go with the one QB yeah. stuff I said. Bijan. And yeah. then I guess we can make this the last question. Add. Is that, yeah, that we can make good? this last one. Let's sure. make this the last question. What do you add to CD Lamb to get Chase or Jefferson? Interesting. CD Lamb had another great game. Uh, in the he was actually the only Cowboys player Ooh. who was good on offense, right? I mean, he was the only Cowboys player who was good, right? I mean, I think that's yeah. fair. But yeah, no one else was good. Fair. Well, Pollard. Not really. Pollard didn't do anything before he got hurt. Really oh, oh, you're, you're, oh, sorry, I, I missed the part where you in said the last, that. In the game. last game, yeah. In, in yes. This week, yes, lost, that's, that's correct. he was the only player who performed well. That he is performed correct. very well. Everyone else was Dak and the rest were, yeah, all, not good. were all bad. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I guess, was good. What would you add to CeeDee Lamb to get Chaser Jefferson? Oh, man, that is... I mean, not much, I think. is. It's, it, yeah, it's not. It, there is Before a little bit of a teardrop. Season, it, it was going to be a good amount but i feel yes. like after the season he's closed that gap a considerable amount yeah there was like like before the season started there was like a clear justin jefferson jamar chase and then a pretty significant drop to uh cd lamb or Jalen wall aj brown those guys but now we're looking at a point where i think aj brown started sneaking there i think cd lamb has started to sneak in there where they're closer to the jamar chase justin jefferson tier than they i don't think aj year. brown to me is really any closer Really, I, th I think he's at least. I think he's at least snuck up a no, little bit. No, because last he's year. he's already going to turn twenty six. This, you know, I, I know that's not old, but it's not. 
he didn't even, I mean, his season was comparable to CeeDee Lamb's. And CeeDee Lamb is younger, you know, doesn't have the same, CeeDee Lamb's never missed a game. You know, AJ Brown always seems to have some injuries here and there. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I like Jalen Hurts, but as a fantasy quarterback, I'd probably rather have Dak Prescott for my wide receivers than I would. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I, I think CeeDee so, Lamb has creeped up more there, more than AJ Brown. Yeah, no, I like, think CeeDee Lamb is bordering on the point where he can be he's in, in his own tier as the wide receiver three and then everyone else. Because, like, to me, CeeDee Lamb, I'm not sure. Like, I have Jalen Waddle at four. I'm not sure that CeeDee who CeeDee Lamb is closer to, Jamar Chase at two or Jalen Waddle at four. So He's not really about, close to either one. What do we think about that's that? Like, uh, that's, Lamb and the 109. That's too much, I think. Too yeah. Much. yeah, definitely. That's too, that's much. too much. Yes. I, um, I don't think you need to add. A you don't need to add a first. first. I think it's, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, first is not there. I think a second is more like. Yeah, somewhere price. in the early second, I would say. Yes. Yeah. I think that's around the price. Um, And then, yeah, just to finish. And we'd up, much rather trade for Jefferson than Chase, right? Because I'd much yes. rather have, I'd rather have Jefferson. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that trading from Lamb to Chase is just not something I would ever do. It's, it's yeah. Not, no, the value is not going to be down like to go mm-hmm. from. I might go from Chase to Lamb. That that I'm that I might do. Uh, if the value perception difference is a lot bigger than what I think it is, I might that I might do. But if I'm trading away Lamb, I'm probably only going to Jefferson. I doubt I'm going to Chase. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I the couldn't value difference it. is too small. Uh, I'll take Elliot there, and then when yep. do I plan to post the initial rookie rankings? Uh, to be honest with you, it's when I get around to it. Um, I've already started doing them, but you know, I will say that initial rookie rankings from me are going to be mostly kind of what I've learned from reading and listening to people. I trust other things, you know, I don't get super started on my, whatever you would call it, my own process until a lot later in the program, you know, maybe more like February and March, um, so early rookie rankings for me are going to be based a lot on, you know, projected draft capital, you know, what I can figure out about the players pre uh, any workouts and stuff. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of, you know, just a general vibe of uh, the class and what it looks like. I mean, I know enough to rank Bryce Young and, and CJ Stroud. I, I can figure all that out. But, you know, I have to figure out kind of where Anthony Richardson's going to fall in, Will Levis, you know, stuff like that. And then learn a little bit more about some of the players. Um, that I think I need to know more about, but are are definitely going to be relevant. Um, you know, like your Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, uh, Keishawn Boutte, like players like that who are definitely yeah. going to be relevant that I need to learn a little bit more about. Um, and then I'll be honest, I don't do too much work on anyone past like the top 30 or 40, 30, 30, 35 players pre-draft. To be honest with you, like I could be doing, rookies are not my passion, and I could be doing work on players that are not even drafted at that point. So I do a little bit of catch up after the draft. I mean, I'll, I'll look through it, but I, um, you know, I'm definitely not someone who's super passionate about rookie analysis. So I, I do it because there's a demand for it. Um, yeah, no, they, they will come out very soon. I would say this week, uh, this week, um, could, yeah, could even be today, but th- this week they'll be out by Wednesday or Thursday on the, on the Patreon, on Twitter. I don't think you see rookie rankings for me until April. I don't plan to put those out on Twitter. I you'll, We'll talk about it on the show, but I do not plan to put rookie rankings out on Twitter until like April, or maybe late March or April. Uh, that's going to be a Patreon-only thing for a while. Because uh, I'm just, you know, people rip you on the rookie class. People rip you on it. 
And I'm just not interested in being ripped on something where I'm just not going to, I just don't have the energy to defend the takes on the rookie class. It's going to wear me down. So you won't see any Patreon, uh, any Twitter rookie content from me for a long, long time, probably after free agency wraps. So yeah, late March, early April is when you'll, you'll get some Twitter rookie content from me. But until then, it'll all be on the show and on the Patreon for me covering rookies. And we will talk about it. I'm going to start putting it on the show sheet um, in probably late February. So you'll hear about it. Then. Anything else to close out on, uh, guys? No, man. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank everyone who came on today. It was a very packed show. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't feeling well, or there's a lot of other things going on. So I, and, you know, same with me sometimes. So I just want to thank everyone, all the co-hosts for powering through um, and for giving us a great show that I think uh, we're all happy with. And uh, yeah, next week, uh, same time. I have some fun guests booked. You'll see a lot more guests over the next nice. uh, month. Uh, so next week at 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll be back here. And then um, a week from tomorrow, Ask DLF, which is, we called something else. I'll have a new title. Will be every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, starting not tomorrow, but next week. Uh, but until then, uh, thanks everyone for watching, and I'll see you all next time. Peace.